Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. New Hope Radio and the Hope Club Podcast. By the way, when we're live, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you can catch us at newhoperadio.live on Facebook and be part of the program there as well. Also, New Hope Radio, you can find us there on YouTube, Facebook, and YouTube, newhoperadio.live. That's where we are. Good topic today. Topic we need to hear, I think, like, um, over and over and over again. You know why? Because it's what makes the world go round. <laughs> it's what God introduced himself with. What did God introduce himself with? That's what we're talking about today. Hey, you know what we don't need in this world? We don't need another mountain. You know why? Because there are mountains and hilltops enough to climb. You know what else? There are oceans and rivers enough to cross. Enough to last to the end of time. What else? We don't need another meadow. There are cornfields and wheat fields enough to grow. <laughs> There's even sunbeams and moonbeams enough to shine. You know what the world needs now? The world needs now now is love. But not just any love. The world needs God's love. Oh, not just for some, but for everyone. Think about it. That's the greatest need of the world today. And you know what? It's there. Oh yeah, it's available. It's here right now. So this brings us to our topic. Our series is Dynamic Christianity. And today we're going to speak about dynamic love. What makes love dynamic is because it's God's love distinct from all other kinds of love. Let's remember that. God's love is distinct from all other kinds of love. Okay? Now, don't assume you know everything about God's love. What you may know, as wonderful as that is, there's still so much more. And the interesting thing about God's love is that you know when you're living in it. Did you know that? Yeah, you know when you're living in the love of God. We're going to look today at three aspects of divine love. Okay? Three aspects. Number one, divine love, dynamic love, belongs to God. Number two, he gives it to us. And then, number three, oh, guess what? We get to live in that love. Three simple principles regarding God's divine dynamic love. So I hope you stick with me. Because this, these are the kind of things that can really alter our lives. And uh, we're going to be in First John for this time. And I think John, he does a pretty good job addressing these three aspects of dynamic love. So let's take a look at number one. Dynamic love belongs to God. Okay? First John chapter 4, verse 8. Here's what John said. The one who does not 
love. Did you get that? The one who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Think about it. Somebody says they know God, but if they don't love, they made themselves a liar. They don't know God. Because to know God, you've got to know his love. God is love. One man said, God hates no thing that he has made. I like that. So God loves everything he made. That includes you and me. He loves it all. Because he made it. Why would God make something that he hates? He loves everything that came from his creative hand. He has given the fullest proof of his love to the whole human race. How did he do that? Oh, by the incarnation of his son, who tasted death for every man. So God, he demonstrated his love. He gave proof of his love by what? Sending his son. I'm like, are you kidding me? He gave his son for us. Who would do that? What human being would sacrifice their child for people they don't even know and people that don't even like them? I don't know anybody. But God sacrificed his own son. The Bible says, while we were enemies of the cross. Wow. To to do what? Why did he do that? To demonstrate his love. Because God is love. And the word love, it's the word agape. And it means a sacrificial love, an unconditional love. It's a love with no strings attached, okay? It's not a love based on circumstances or condition. No, it's a love that's based on God, not based on us. It's based on the one doing the loving. If God loves all people sacrificially and unconditionally, He certainly loves you because God is love. He loves you the same way. He loves you sacrificially because Christ died for you. He loves you unconditionally because God is love. Love emanates from him, not based on us, but based on him. So he demonstrated that love. For God so loved the world, here it comes that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. Why did he do that? That whoever, who's a whoever? You're a whoever, I'm a whoever. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I like that. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And therefore, God is love, and he demonstrated it to the world by sending his son. Okay? That's point one. Okay? Get that. How do I know God is love? Not because I'm feeling good today, but because he sent his son. And his son sacrificed himself for my sins. God did that because of love. Number two. God gives his love to us, okay? It's not only a demonstration of his love, but he gives us his love. John is back again. Here comes Johnny, 1 John 4, 9. By this, the love of God was manifested in us. 
Oh, by what? That God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. Now, it doesn't say that God's love was manifested to us. It wasn't manifested among us. It was manifested in us. Okay? The love of God was manifested in us. That means it's inside of you. If you're a Christian today, a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, his love is in you. So you know what we do? Let it out. Let it out. Sometimes God's people, they have a hard time letting out the love of God. Why is that? Well, because you're guarded. You know what you say? I've been hurt before. I'm going to protect myself. I'm guarded. I'm not going to get hurt again. Oh, no. Some people have said, I'll never love again. You know what you're saying? That God's love inside of you is going to be stuck there. You got a cork on it, and you're never going to let it out because you're guarded. Others, you're protecting yourselves. I've been hurt before. Now, I'm going to put a wall up. No one's getting close. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to put myself in a place where it can happen again. And there it is. There it is again. The love of God is in you. And it can't get out. You're not sharing it with the world. It's stuck inside. Somebody else says, oh, no, you have self-pity. You say, oh, no one loves me. So I have no one to love. I can't love because I'm not loved. Let me tell you something. First of all, God's love is in you. He loves you. Secondly, there's a whole world full of people out there to love. There's a whole world full of people. People that are lost. People that are alone. People that are needy. People that are old. People that are young. People that are hurting. People that are happy, it doesn't matter their condition. Everybody is worthy of this love. That's the thing. So don't say, I've got no one to love. Go outside. Look out the window. Walk down the street. Go to the store. There are millions of people around you to love. Millions. God sent his son to us. And we weren't all that when he came. Oh, no. Matter of fact, some scriptures say that we were in rebellion against God when he sent his son. So don't think everybody out there has to be like, you know, in a perfect place to be loved. You love them where they're at. You love the ones that, hey, you know what? Maybe they don't love you. That's okay. The Christian way of life, right, is to love others. It's to love all people. Maybe their political views are different. You can still love them. Maybe they don't like the same sports team you do. You can still love them, unless they're the Yankees. Only kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> right? So, it, we don't love because of our similarities. And we don't love because of our differences. We love because God's love is in us. He's manifested it in us, and we put it out there because people need love. 
When we look at Jesus, we see two things about the love of God. Number one, it is a love that holds nothing back. I mean, come on. What did Jesus hold back when he came to demonstrate his love? He put it all on the table. He said, take me, abuse me, beat me, crucify me, mock me. He held nothing back. Dynamic love holds nothing back. And secondly, it is totally undeserved. You don't love someone because they deserve it. You love those even that don't deserve it. Why? Because that's God's love. That's God's divine, dynamic love. That's what makes it so dynamic. And it's found, here it comes, only in God. Nowhere else. This is not romantic love. This is not friendship love. This is not you do for me, I do for you kind of love. This is God's divine, dynamic, agape, sacrificial, unconditional love. Revealed by sending his son that was given over to man. You know, Paul said in Romans 5 verse 5, It's the love of God that's been poured out within our hearts. Through what? The Holy Spirit who was given to us. So think about it. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit came inside of you and it became like a funnel and God's love poured into you. I hope you noticed the difference in your attitude since you've been saved. Have you noticed the difference in your perspective since you've been saved? Do you find yourself now loving the stranger where before you could care? Do you find yourself being more loving toward those that don't love you or before you didn't like them? It's like, you like me, I like you. You don't like me, I don't like you. Get out of my face. Get away from me. I hope there's been a change because when God's love is poured into you through the Holy Spirit, it brings a change. Yeah. We've been filled up with the love of God, but don't quark it. Don't put a cork on it. It's to manifest it. And that brings us to our third point. We now live in this love. Still sticking with John. John's doing a good job here. First John chapter 4, verse 11. He said, Beloved, that's the Christian. Beloved, what does that even mean? It means loved by God. He's saying, listen, all you people that are loved by God, all you Christians, if God so loved us, and he did, we also ought to love one another. Right? It's like a, it's like a tit for tat. Hey, God loved us. We received his unconditional love. So we should love others the very same way. Let's have a little Greek grammar. Beloved, if God so loved us, loved is agape love, sacrificial, unconditional love, right? So God loved us with sacrificial love. So then he said, we also ought to love one another. Guess what? Same word. Agape love, sacrificial, 
unconditional love. In other words, we are to love one another the same way God loved us. And now, uh uh-oh, wait a minute. This love one another phrase, it's in what's called a present tense. Present tense means like right now. It's always in the present tense. So you say, wait, I don't want to do it. It's present tense. You got to do it today. I don't like them. Present tense. You got to do it today. My boss is a rat. Present tense. You got to do it today. They didn't get my order right at the restaurant. Present tense. You got to do it today. They didn't invite me. Present tense. You got to do it. See, it, it has nothing to do with other people. It has everything to do with my relationship with God. That's what it has. And here's the tough one. Here's the one a lot of you people struggle with, I know. And I'm praying that you get over it. They took my parking space. (laughs) Present tense. Love them today. You know how I avoid that? I don't park near the door. I'm thankful I can walk a little bit. I park down the other end. Why? Two reasons. Number one, I don't want anybody to hit my car. So I park where there's no cars. And number two, I don't mind walking to the door. Oh, here's number three. I always park in the front lane so I don't have to back up. I don't like to back up because I'm not a good backer-upper. So, when you know, when you get the lane, the lane in front and in back, I try to find one where I can park in the front. So when I come back, I just pull out. Boom, gone. It's a lot easier than trying to back up and who the heck knows who's in back of you might run somebody over. I would do that probably. So that's why I like to park where I can pull out in the front. But the point we're making today, listen, loving others, dynamic. Now, if you want to love with human love, have a party. It won't be much of a party, I'll tell you right now. You'll be miserable. But if you can love with this dynamic love, oh, things will be so much better. This love also, it's not emotional. It's not an emotional type of love. You know, you're not going to get butterflies in your stomach. But what it is, it's one that bestows a benefit. Okay? It's dynamic. Whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, and closes his heart against him? How does the love of God abide in him? That's a good question, John. Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. You know, that makes a whole lot of sense. Because love is an action, and love must be seen. I mean, what if the Bible says God so loved the world, period? That was it. We'll be like, big deal. Thanks a lot, God. But no, God so loved the world that he gave. He did something. He sent his son. Love is in action. So that's why he's saying, John is saying, love in deed and in truth. A deed is an act of doing. Okay? Greek scholar A.T. Robertson, he said, He does not condone, I mean, condemn kind words, which are comforting and cheering, 
But warm words should be accompanied by warm deeds to make real indeed and truth. Okay? So you can love with words. That's fine. But you need to back it up with deeds. Okay? I like what a 17th century rabbi, Yalkot Rubini, said. Rubini. You know what he said? If love consisted in word only, then love ceases as soon as the word is pronounced. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Once the word is said, love stops. If it's in word only. But when it's followed up with a deed, love continues. Here's our problem today with this love. Man was created in the image of God. And through sin, our ability to love like God loves was marred. Now, I think it's only a shadow of what it once was. And God is seeking to restore us back to it. He's trying to restore us back to a place we can, where we can love with his love. That's why he, he pours it back into us again through the Spirit, because it's not there. Okay? So, two questions I want to leave you with. Number one, how do we recognize this divine, divine love of God? Well, John's Gospel helps us. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten who is in the bosom of the Father, that's Jesus, he has explained him. It means he declared him, he unfolded him, so to speak. And then Jesus said, hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So that's how I know God's love. I look at Jesus. You want to see God's love in action? Read the Gospels. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you'll see God's love in action. Watch Jesus handle people, circumstances. Watch him just be available to people. Okay? Yeah, you're not going to do the miracles he did, but I want you to see his heart and his availability and how he never turned people away. Okay? That's why the Gospels are so beautiful. Secondly, the second question, how do I do it? How do I live in God's love? That's a good question. Let's go back to the little epistle, 1 John chapter 5, verse 2. Here's what John said. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God, and here it comes, observe his commandments. Oh. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. That means they're not grievous or weighty. The things God gives us to do are not a burden. They actually will relieve our burdens. Okay? So, loving God includes abiding in His Word. As I abide in the Word of God, this dynamic love finds its own level. It'll find its way out. God puts it in, and it finds its way out. So let me give you a scriptural summary, okay? And here it is. This is love. Want to know what love is? Here it is. That we walk according to his commandments. 2 John 1, 6. That's it. This is love. This is God's divine, dynamic love. That we walk according 
to his commandments. You know why? That's his word. Because his word guides us into living according to what his love signifies. What his love is like. Okay? What's God's love like? It's in his word. So as we not only read his word and not only believe his word, here's the key. Abide. Apply his word. Now, your life becomes a life of love. Okay? That's what it means to live in dynamic love. Okay? So it, it brings us all the way around to abiding in what God says. We recognize it by seeing who God is and what God has done. And then we abide in what he says to do. And if you can find yourself through faith, because that's what it takes, right? Faith, believing. Do you believe the scriptures? Do you believe the scriptures are inspired by God? Do, do you believe the scriptures are health to your bones and health to your countenance? And do you believe the scriptures can fill you up with joy and direction? And give you fullness. Well, if so, then what we do is we abide in them. We walk in them. We apply them. We let them become our rule of life. Okay? If you can let the word of God become your rule of life. His word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Oh, things are really going to work out for the better. If you want them to work out for the better. I think you do. That's why you listen to New Hope Radio, the Hope Club podcast. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want a better life? Who doesn't want improvements in some areas of our life? And you know love? I think God's divine love, I think it can blanket everything. I think it's like one solution for many problems. Think about that. God's divine love, one solution many problems. Oh, let me invite you again. NewHopeRadio.live Click the menu bar. Join the Hope Club. Join the Hope Club. Commit $3 a week to New Hope Radio. We'll send you an email devotional Monday through Friday with that Tuesday challenge because we want you to live in the love of God. We certainly do. We want you to learn how to abide in his word so you can have the fullness of joy. Thanks for coming along today. We'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.